five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize podcast episode 41. How are you doing, Barry? Good. Actually, I actually almost forgot to do it. Like, because you looked at me, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, well, you, you got it done. Yeah. So, guys, if you're a first time listener to the show, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize podcast listener, welcome back. So, give us the rundown for the show, Barry. Okay. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be going over what we got up to during the week, because uh, it was very eventful. It was extraordinarily eventful. Yeah, and then if you've seen our Instagram post, we're going to be discussing how you can build your brand awareness. Um, we're going to focus mainly on Instagram, because that seems where the quote-unquote cool kids are at. And that's probably where the majority of people listen to our podcast yeah, from it is, as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah true. Yeah. Uh, then we're going to move into the world of rugby, discussing... Ireland in the Six Nations. Then we're going to be moving into the world of MMA. We're giving you all the latest on Conor McGregor and all the UFC and Bellator. And we're finally going to finish off in the world of football discussing the Golden Boot race. Yeah, the race for the Golden Boot. The top six and the return of the champions. The return of the Champions League. By the way, remember that video with Pete? We have to use that again, like Champions League final week. Yeah, definitely. So. At least go to the story anyway. Yeah, these goes in the story. Well, okay. Oh, we could always do a new one. Yeah, yeah, we should do an... Oh, who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Depends um, on whether Pete's up for it. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to kick it off with... It was the week back from Manchester, right? And I just want to say that, like, the whole week, I was, I was just, like, recovering. And then, like, like, because we built up the trip so much, and then, like, when we came back, it was sort of like, right, what's next? How did you feel about it? Um, I had the Monday off and I really needed the Monday off I think it's more so because when I went over on the Friday or sorry I went out Friday night and we went over Saturday morning yeah. and I was really hung over and I was tired and then we went out Saturday night yeah. obviously and then got drunk again and then was hung over on Sunday and I didn't have a day to feel normal till yeah, Tuesday yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah come Tuesday um, I was back to work and then I sort of just saw the week out until this weekend. Yeah. It's no matter what, when you get in the plane, you're just ruined. Even if you're on it for a half an hour. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something about being on a plane that yeah. drains you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically, Ross, you would take away what happened on Friday anyway. So Friday night, um, I caught up with a few of the lads, uh, Rob and Duffo. Uh, I hadn't seen them in a few weeks, so I was good to catch up with them. We just had one or two beers in mind, chilling out, shooting the breeze, we actually just talked about football, how each other was getting on. Uh, Rob's got a new job, so he was telling us about that. Um, he's moving job soon. Um, Carl is... They're actually both going to South America in about three weeks' time, though, which is pretty cool. So oh, yeah? I'm looking forward to hearing how they get on there. Rob's going to Brazil, and Carl's actually going to Argentina. So How long are they going for? I think they're both going for like three weeks as well. So oh, nice, yeah. That should be a good trip, so I'm looking forward to hearing that. So we're just shooting the breeze, catching up with some old friends. Um... And then, Barry, you were having a few points with the lads as well, watching the matches, weren't you? Yeah. So, well, all right. I hadn't had a Guinness since the turn of the year, and I was like, oh, I just, like, I really just want to have a Guinness, right? Just, like, it's the best point to chill out and watch yeah, sport with, right? Yeah, you had a tourist on you. Yeah, I had a tourist. So, Friday rolls around, like, uh, like literally, like, had a, had a really good day Friday. Uh, and I was like, right, the Irish on the 20s team were playing. And then, because, like, Jack Angel went to our school, I feel like... You know him, even though yeah. like he follows on sports or page and stuff as well. So like went to watch the match. Ireland just absolutely dominated, really good crack. But this is where 
Saturday rolls in, right? Yeah, so, so come... 11 o'clock? Yeah. Half 11? Half 11. Half 11. We get a text in the WhatsApp group. Bruno goes, lads, I've signed us up for a five-a-side game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you all playing or what? Yeah. And there wasn't really much of an option to say no, was there? It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was we have a team signed up and that is it. Yeah. And if you know our group mates in that sort of WhatsApp group, there's not a lot of footballers in there. No, no, um, no. So Zero, basically. Zero, zero footballers yeah. based in there. So, basically... Our team on Saturday morning was Barry Moore, who's very hungover, um, but he's actually a very good footballer. Um, Barry will say like he's decent, but he's actually very very good. So like he was he was he was the cornerstone of our team, except he was hanging, so it wasn't ideal. Then uh, Bruno was actually quite quite a decent footballer as well, yeah. but he was back in the day, and he's actually quite large and he's decent enough on the ball. So we're happy to have him on the team. There was me, who was actually probably going to be maybe the next best footballer, but. Someone had to play in goals, and I played in goals a few times, so I played in goals. Then there was Sam Kelly, who looked like he was told on the morning that he was playing. And then, <laughs> he looked like he was abducted to come. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, we're going to play golf, and then once he's in the car, it's like, you're playing. Yeah, yeah, that's how it appeared. And then Lloyd. So, Sam Kelly plays golf and rugby, doesn't play football. Lloyd Rooney like, is trying to become a professional golfer full-time. Yeah, doesn't play football. Yeah. And then Burmo as well, he yeah. just wouldn't play. Oh, Burmo just didn't play. He was like DJing the night before, and he was hanging, and then... Yeah, in fairness, he was never going to play. And I love Burma. I think he's great, but he's definitely not going to be good at football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he's not going to be annoyed at that. No. And then Brew, and then Baz. And we we literally looked like the Renford rejects. Yeah. I had different colour socks, the shorts, and jersey on. Yeah. It was funny when we arrived, right? Like, first of all, when we, were, we sort of arrived, I was like, I was getting, like, I felt a bit nervous because I was like, like, luckily I was still a bit hungover, but I felt a bit yeah. nervous. I was like, oh, here, like... Who's going to be here? Yeah, who's going to be here, first of all? Like, second of all, like... Are we going to be the laughing stock? Yeah, are we gonna, like, we look like the Renford Rejects, right? No offence to anyone, yeah. including myself, right? So we got there, and then I was like... I was like, because we do this show, and if we were going to be absolutely, quote-unquote, garbage, like, I, I didn't want people to be like, those lads do a sports show, and they're actually shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, oh, here, right? And then, like, I remember Sam from school, and, like... Like he, he was, was very unathletic. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like I haven't played, I haven't played for a team in about two years. And then Bruno hasn't probably played even longer. And then you played a couple of years ago in goal. So like I was, but like, and then Lloyd doesn't play at all. He played a bit of car and a bit of hurling. Bit of, yeah, a bit of hurling. Like nothing too competitively. Yeah. But uh, I was looking at our team and I was like, like even when everyone was sort of warming up and stuff. Like first of all, not one of our outfits matched. Like we we did like. No, no, we there were no most, we, we were, it was, it was as if everyone bought an extra mate, and then we were that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like, it was like, we looked like a selection box, which was, of like, a, there was a, like a dairy like, milk, and a, and a fudge, and a, and a Snickers, so, like, we didn't even have our own football as well, so, I was like, oh my god, we're gonna come last, man. I, I was just, under, <laughs> I was under the big fear that we we're gonna get beaten 7-0, yeah. by most teams there, yeah. and that just would have been absolutely dreadful. And I would just want to go home after the first yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose we should get into how how the games ran then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for ahead, then. we played the first game, and we were playing against a team. They were called the French team. So yeah. they had a few girls on their team. I think they had like two, if not three, girls on the team. But they had like seven on their team in total, and it was five aside. So because they had extra girls, they were like put all their players on the pitch at one time. Yeah. So we played them and. We were always better than them, and we could tell we were better than them. But it took us ages to score the first goal. Yeah. 
yeah, we were basically just parked in there half and kept shooting and not scoring. And then yeah. all of a sudden we got a couple of goals and then won that. Yeah, there's, there's actually a brilliant photo of uh, Barry after yeah, yeah, yeah. he missed the shot in front of the goal and his... It actually just sums up what happens when he misses here, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because like I, Bruno was like, right, you go in front. And then I was like, okay, I'll go in front. Missed a couple of sitters and I was like, here, I'm just going to sit in defence because like, I'm not going to let anyone get by me, but like I can miss sitters. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, we won that like 2-0. Yeah. Oh, no, we won that like 4-0. 4-0, yeah. Or even scored. Yeah, Ross actually ran the whole pitch from goal and scored and then... Then I celebrated as if it won the World Cup. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, in fairness, I knew I wasn't scoring another goal for the rest of the yeah. tournament, so it was it was it was my moment. Yeah. So we won that. Went straight into the next match. Uh, we played like Ben O'Connor's team. Yeah. And well, I forget what they were. Oh, what were they called? Seven Wankers. They were called Seven Wankers. <laughs> and then uh, we actually we scored. Even oh, yeah. though there was only five of them on the team. Was there only five? Yeah. Well, they didn't have any subs as far as I was aware. Okay, but uh, they went. Well, oh, we went one little early. I think no, I scored it, and then like we basically like, defended the rest of the game, and then Sam scored a goal at the end, and then a fantastic goal. Yeah, I was absolutely dying at the end of that game. Sam hit, Sam hit the shot and hit off both posts and went in. Absolutely yeah. buried it. Yeah. Then we got so we topped the group. Didn't even concede, Ross didn't concede a goal. Uh, got into the quarterfinals. Then uh, beat another team. Uh, they were called the Seven Wall Bangers. I wall think. Bangers, yeah. And then uh, it was funny. Lloyd scored like a, they had a, they had a girl and goal, and Lloyd just took like the biggest, the hardest shot you can ever take. <laughs> yeah. buried it. It's like, a great goal, but, like, and yeah, sort of hear one's hands on the way in. Yeah, and I felt really bad for uh, afterwards uh, after the game. I was like, oh, her hands are okay because I want to hold them. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was just it, it was just like. Absolute torpedo shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a Ronaldo-esque shot. Yeah, it was like John O'Reese against United. Yeah. So, Broken on Smith's leg. Yeah, so we won that uh, 3-0. And then we got to the semi. We got to semi-final. And yeah. See, this, this is where, like, having only five players, like, really, really ruined us. Because the team we were playing had, like, seven players. And yeah, they were fresh. And they were doing roll-on, roll-off subs. Yeah, yeah. They were, like, they were, they were fresh. So, like, we actually went 1-0 up. Then we conceded four. Uh, I got one. Then we lost, I think it was like 5-2. Maybe 5 or 6-2. Yeah. But we, you sort of, we knew we weren't going to win, so you sort of lost count towards the second half. You, we knew yeah. there wasn't going to score four goals in the last five minutes. Yeah, we did, didn't have it in the, in the tank, but like, no. like, I mean, we were out drinking the night before, yeah. like all that sort of stuff. But like, overall, we came, got to the semi-final. I actually thought we were going to lose every match, but we actually like got to the semi-final. And yeah. the team that beat us actually won the whole competition as well. So it's not like, yeah, why we, didn't you just win it, lads? You yeah, know? we lost to the best team there. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, Overall, like, who who would I say? Oh, overall, right? From what was it expected? Yeah, I think like Sam, if not Lloyd, well, maybe you as well. But you're on goal, so it's a bit different. Maybe like Sam, like Sam, totally exceeded my expectations. So yeah. I'd almost be like he delivered the best performance. Yeah, as in, if was... you're playing five aside and you need another player, you actually give Sam a shout. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. He's like he's actually like that decent that yeah. you were like. Wow, he's actually not dreadful. Yeah. No, he got stuck in and stuff. Yeah. Whereas, like, Lloyd would try to knock the ball by someone and yeah. just shoot from everywhere. I don't think Lloyd made one pass. <laughs> no. the whole Anytime he got the ball, he just shot. 0% pass accuracy. Yeah. 100% shot. Yeah. Like, just shot after shot. And then I'm claiming goal determined just because I can't. Yeah. And then, then Bruno well as well. Me and Bruno were talking after him. He was like, he was like, always oh, the player in the tournament. Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I was like, what are you talking about, man? You were garbage. And he was like, no, you were, oh, I was actually, gas. <sighs> Brew was, was actually very important to have because first of all, he was tall and he had the strength as well. Yeah. But, and like, he also played at a decent level. Cause, yeah, like, he doesn't panic yeah. on the ball. The good thing is, once we started playing, we all actually wanted to win. So that was actually like, we're like, we're not going to just get battered. Yeah. Also, it was actually a charity event as well. Uh, one of the lads from Alahoy Meatball, he was actually going away. I don't know where he's going to, he's building the school, wherever he's going. Uh, Haiti, I think he said. 
yeah, so there you go. So fair play to him doing that, yeah. and fair play to everyone who turned out for him yeah. as well. It was a great turnout. Yeah, yeah. There were there certain people who actually followed the page as well, and like like came yeah. over and talked to us. Yeah, Tierney was there, and he he, he thought the two of us were gas uh, playing. He he would break his heart off after having pitch and scored, and then he was just saying that you're actually a very good footballer. That's what he was saying to me. So fair play, to Tierney. Noise that, and he decked yeah, his yeah. whole team out in his STPT year. Yeah, they actually they looked like a professional outfit, didn't they? Yeah. There was actually yeah no it was you got a really good turnout and there were certain people that like follow our pages like said how's it going lads trying yeah. to get like like updates like Andy Albert uh Katie, Katie McKeown yeah um Ben O'Connor yeah. um uh, the, uh brother yeah Alan Berman yeah there's a few other people as yeah, well yeah I'm, I'm actually trying to think he was actually there but yeah yeah no it was a lot it was really good turnout that was that was really really enjoyable that was, oh that, Dave Wolfson was there as well Dave Wolfson yeah and yeah. Ando Slane uh Ben Kidd and Stephen Jordan. So yeah, fair play to everyone turned out. It was it was actually a serious crack. And then we went to Gibney's to watch the rugby. Yeah, that was like so that was really enjoyable. But like the best part about the day after well, going out after that night. Do you want to take it away? Oh, sorry, yeah. So went to Gibney's, had a few points to watch the rugby, went home, shower got changed, the usual, and then Barry came to mine. Uh we had a few cans, a few vodkas, um and then we started watching Oh no, sorry, we didn't start watching. We went into Club 22. Yeah, Club 22, yeah. So, it was actually a very good time. Uh, the fella who runs the night there, Brooke Wright, got us in on the door for, for nothing, so fair play to Brooke. That almost makes up for, remember, New Year's Eve? <laughs> yeah. We, went, we didn't get in. Yeah, probably karma. <clears throat> yeah. The funny thing was, right, when we went in, there was like, the who's who of Irish YouTube was, yeah. was there. The fitness industry YouTube. Yeah, with a, f- with a few Americans in on top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was sort of walking around and I was seeing them all. But it, it was funny because there, there was levels, wasn't there? As in, certain people were out up behind the stage. Certain people weren't. But, like, they were also with those people who were up on stage. And then there were certain people who were just, like, dying just to be around those people yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was so funny. and I thought the tears were so, like... Obvious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but who did we meet? Met Max Tunin, met uh, Mergen, who's used to be formerly known no, as yeah. Student Aesthetics. Yeah, Marion. Yeah, Marion. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm never going to say that right. You're, you're, oh, what's always called Mergen? Yeah, I am Mergen. Is it? And then Christian Guzman. Um, I saw Rob Lewis floating around, but I didn't actually say hello to him at any stage. Uh, at the end of the day. We didn't go there to meet those people. They just happened to be there yeah. as well. So we just said a right to them when we saw them. It was actually such a good crack because like 22 is probably... Like, <coughs> the, the performance they put on on Night Out is mm. really, really good. And like the music and all. Like, and we just hit the dance floor and just danced the whole Yeah, there's night. like people up on drums and stuff yeah, yeah, in the middle. Yeah. It's, um, they really go above and beyond to make their nightclub separate to other ones. Which probably, is good to see. Yeah, it's probably the best nightclub as well. Yeah, and I suppose that sort of brings on to what we were going to talk about. Brand awareness. And they sort of know their audience and know what what is going to separate them from the rest yeah and they really do a good performance and doing that and also the way even the way it's laid out that the bars are on either end and then everything's in the middle so there's no you know there's no 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 obstructions yeah so i suppose they were all all those gym influencers were at the creator agency so do you want to talk about the creator agency barry yeah okay well um <clears throat> originally myself and ross were like we were talking about going but the thing is, like, we were planning on going to a rugby match, and then all of a sudden, like, we got tickets. At, like, but it was last minute. Tickets. It was yeah. It was it was le- it was more last minute than us going to play this football competition. So, like, we obviously went to play the football competition yeah. instead. Like, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, we'd already told the lads. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, going to play it. Yeah, even though when I woke up, I was like, how do I get out of this? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, 
The creator agency is made by it was a cr- created by Ireland's top YouTuber, YouTuber Rob Lipsit. Okay, uh, I'm sure if you're Irish, you know exactly who he is, and if you're not, he's basically like just type his name into YouTube. Yeah, and you'll just, find yeah, him. yeah. You'll see, you'll see him. But um, so he he this is the second time he's had a show, and this this time he had uh, Christian Guzman, who was like basically the Rob Lipsit of America. Yeah, he's got over a million Instagram followers, and he's just. The bees knees yeah. gym YouTubers in America. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like he influenced Rob to actually start doing this. Like, well, if he did, or he didn't. But there's a lot of similarities in their work as yeah. well, and they're you can see why they collab and link up together. Yeah, and it just makes sense what they do, and that's more so what we're going to get yeah. into with the brand awareness. Yeah. It's like knowing your audience and doing what's best for you to grow yeah. your own brand. Yeah, and then your man Moran would be who, aka Student Aesthetics. He would be like. The Rob Lipset of like Europe, yeah, of uh, Holland, of ho- like Holland, Holland sort of. That's yeah. what it like. That's Holland, Europe. Belgium. Yeah, that's what it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they also had like other people, like a guy called Max Tuning, who's like uh, American uh, fitness guy as well. And they had another guy called Charlie. Sean Coakley or Charlie. Charlie, or... yeah. And then uh, I love the way you're like merging and Coakley. It's like yeah. two, like who are you talking about, right? Like they're the one. In fairness, sometimes, sometimes I just see people and I'm just like, that's their name, even though it might not be their name. But like that's what I see when I see their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so basically had them all over here in Ireland in the RDS, and they were doing a talk about how basically like to build your brand, all this stuff. Now the thing is, everyone that went to that was basically like, uh, like want to be YouTubers or want to be influencers, yeah. and they're basically going to meet like. It'd be like us going to meet like a footballer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like them meeting their idols, especially like Christian Guzman. It'd be like if the class ninety two did a show, wouldn't it? Yeah, oh no, it's yeah. exactly like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly like that. But um, see, the thing is, what's so brilliant about this is right the way. Say if, say if like um, uh, who, who we talk about? Okay, Stephen Jarrett, for instance, came over to Dublin there uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, one of our mates went to go see him. And the thing is, loads of people there would probably be like older. And they'd have they'd take photographs and they probably like would just keep them in their phone or else they'd put it up on Facebook or well, they'd send it to a family WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, like it sort of g- doesn't turn they, into. They know where we put it. Basically. Yeah, it's like, they don't use it as like content. Whereas like every person there to meet those guys in the creator agency in the RDS was there to build their content as well. So basically, it's just like one big po- like swimming pool of content, and yeah. they're all taking photographs. With, with the main guys even the people that were like the, the videographers they're taking photographs of it was mental this is the way I always see the event going by right so there was 500 tickets at 50 euro ahead yeah that's if I do the math right I think that's 25 grand okay I think as far as I'm aware and for that they could basically the creative agency earned 25 grand as far as I'm aware and I don't know how much the venue would have cost them or whatever but let's just say they make about Actually, I'm going to say they made the 25 grand profit because there was other people like Quick and Red Bull there and so on. And I'm sure whatever they did, they paid for the venue. Yeah. So, make 25 grand, they got 500 people who all have gym sort of following or gym interests yeah. to all put up on their story. Creator Agency, Rob Lipset, Skinny Gaz, Christian Guzman, Max Tuning, Shawley. Let's get his name right this yeah. time. But who's the other guy? Marion. Oh. Yeah, keep going. Marion. Yeah, so they have all these, all these people that are getting... These 500 people audience who are all gym people's audience. Also, they're all going to put up their own posts with each other. Yeah. And it's just one whole, like, plug for each other. Yeah. And it's actually such a smart brand awareness move that they've, after making money, and also they're all going to gain followers from each other because they're all within the same bracket. Yeah. Like, put it this way. 
I I sort of only half knew who your man Charlie was before this weekend, but I saw him in everyone's snaps this weekend, so therefore I do know his name. That's why I was probably calling Coakley or Sean Coakley or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. But now I know who he is, so therefore I'm aware of him. You can always guarantee every person there as well all use Instagram and yeah. all are trying to build their brand. hundred percent. They all put it on their Instagram story. They all put it on their Snapchat story. They're all going to YouTube it. All these people have now got more of a following after this weekend than beforehand. Yep. They might have gained 10 followers. They might have gained 2,000 followers over this weekend. Yeah, and they've Who all, knows? They've all got their own content from it as well. And like Rob actually said that like everyone in the crowd should mingle amongst each other to grow their own brands. So anytime, yeah. if they collabed, they'd be like, we met a Rob Lips's creator agency. Yeah. So this is just like, if this is like getting money and putting it back into your own brand. It's yeah. just like, this is just like... He basically got people to pay him money for free advertisement for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is absolutely insane. This is why I think he's actually just another step above of yeah. being so smart. Yeah, he's he, he's doing such a good job of monetizing his own brand. Yeah. and With the perfect people. Yeah. He's also, he's the only one in Ireland who's... Like, that has I don't heard. know who the next... I no. honestly don't know who the next biggest gym person is in Ireland. No. After all, and that's how big he is. This is why, like... This is sort of like the Conor McGregor in the UFC, how far ahead he is of everyone yeah. else. Like Rob Lipset is literally miles ahead of everyone oh, else. Miles. Like, I like going to the gym. I do watch Rob stuff, and like Rob was once meant to be on the show, but he won a competition, so he didn't come. And then therefore, like he all of a sudden, like he was on Love Island, and then it was just like you coming on energized. Like he, like he has like so many people. Yeah, so many people want him. his time that yeah. he's not readily available. Like I totally respect what he's doing, yeah. and like, like I, I don't we come across as like fanboys or anything, but it was just sort of like. That, that mind, and it, it, it all comes back to how Ireland is basically not producing uh, influencers in certain categories, yeah. and the way he's like, took it upon himself, but I think he mainly built up his brand, is because he was doing, he probably wasn't doing amazing here in Ireland, went to America, met loads of people, built up a massive brand yeah. there, came back over here, and had such a big uh, like influence that like... Yeah. Um, you couldn't not take notice. And yep. now look what he just built in the RDS. No, I don't think one other influencer in Ireland could do that. No. He also never stopped as well. As in, yeah. he was consistent. He was constantly putting out content. Sometimes, now like, he might criticise Rob's lips up, but like, sometimes I feel like he does miss the boat on one or two small things. Like, sometimes when Ireland are playing a rugby match, like, he went to rugby school, he likes rugby, and he, he'll put up out a picture of him being like, oh, check out today's YouTube video when he could, you know, be supporting the boys in green. Yeah. But like, that's only like, my thoughts on what he should be doing. He, look, I'm not really in a position to be telling Rob Lips what to yeah. do, so that's completely up to him. But, look, in terms of, people who are killing Ireland, in terms yeah. of doing social media, he's probably number one. He is number one. And the, the thing is that, a lot of, like, the ghost.ies, and yeah. like, whatever else those publications are, who talk about top social media influencers, they never put him, in like the top three spots. And it's probably because there's such a click on the on the female side of influencers that they just don't see him in the same light. The only people who like I would say would give Rob Lipser a lot of credit are someone like Ros Purcell who also does a bit of fitness yeah. and the girl mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't see I never see yeah, because Suzanne con- Jackson talking about Rob Lipser. Yeah, because you know the content's good and it's valuable as yeah. well. Also, like, following his journey is so, like, you're, like... Because knowing el- no one else in Ireland is doing it. Bar- okay, McGregor's diff because he's yeah. an athlete. Rob, yeah. Like, Rob's just, like, sort of social media. Like, I know he wants to be more of an athlete, but, like... But his business mind is so brilliant. And, like, 
the amount of people he's inspiring as well. And like, there was so many like, roughly around 16 year old people. There, I say there was at least like 216 year olds that were there just because Rob Lips was there. And they've all put 50 euro down on the yeah, table. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That's a lot of money to sit there and listen to someone speak. Especially for a 16 year old, you know, probably sitting there in class like hating their teacher. You know what I mean? And then they go and pay 50 euro to listen to someone else speak. It's quite uh, I don't know what to say, but it's quite a... It's, it's, it's an amazing thing he's created this fan base and loyalty yeah. towards himself. And it, like, that's that's what it is. It's like a fan base. It's, it's different to what most other people have. He's like, yeah, he's a modern day celeb. He like, uh, you see, uh, if you put it this way, like Jim is just like one thing, right? There's like, I'm surprised there isn't like a guy who's like the dubs guy. Mm. Or there's like, like that could do that. There's no like, there's no like other guy stepping out of the box yeah. to really put himself out there that, because like, I feel like in Ireland, they're not really like, as supportive. Like they'll say they're supportive, but they're yeah. not actually that supportive. Yeah, or there's no you know what I mean? why isn't there some sort of Dublin GAA podcast? Or not Dublin GAA, just GAA podcast. Where like why isn't it not I'm sure there is, but I'm like, Yeah, but I'm talking about an independent one. I'm sure there's one run by RTE or one run by You see this is where like people are like missing the boat. I mean yeah. like this is all going to come back and bite them in the ass because like you, it's the same sort of thing with Al Forn. That, like, like he almost got asked to do like every ad. Yeah. It's just like Harvey Norman, uh, Woody's, uh, like every, like he almost was yeah, the face was, of every brand. Yeah, he was going into the local butchers and doing like Robert De Niro for the local butcher and then he was in, well, first he got Louis Copeland but I was going to say he was basically in, you know, best menswear and he was like, do this one, will you? And yeah. it, I'm not going to say he devalued himself, but it's more so like if you're the face of everything, well then it's not as good as being in the face of like three things yeah. and then actually being the face of them. Like being the face of my protein in the UK, that's what I think Rob Lipset is. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely it's yeah. extraordinarily impressive. Yeah. It's just so funny the way like uh, for Ireland for, for being known for the crack and having the mm. crack and like everyone's a lad and blah. There's no, there's like bar like Rob Lipset up there like miles ahead. Yeah, there's no he's like he's, lad. There's no one even on the blocks. No. You know what I mean? No, there's and no then, one even with like 50,000 Instagram yeah. followers who I can think of. Yeah, see the thing is there's some of these girls that are sort of the gym girls that, who, but like pe- people only know them like if they like if they walk by yeah, you probably wouldn't notice their face but if they, if they walked by with their arse out you'd be like oh that's her. Yeah, too many of the female people in the gym industry it's almost too sexualized. Oh, it's, it, it is sexual. Yeah, but like it. I don't know if you could say the same about the lads because the lads always have their top off but like I think it's because the girls put their arse out it's a bit more sexualized but like you could easily say the same about the lads but I think it's something about when you see a lad with his top off and he's in really good shape you're I think it's more you think oh a lot of hard work went into that and like he's lifting all these massive weights and he's smashing them. and I think girls you sort of look at them and go very blessed in the genetics department yeah, yeah. and then like you know gym four or five times a week eating salads no bother you know what yeah, I mean yeah yeah, I was probably a bit harsh sometimes, but like say that the girls aren't smashing as hard in the gym as the lads. Oh, they obviously are. But I feel like all the girls who are like the best gym people are also very good looking as well. If you know what I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like they're um, you know they're not very attractive in the face as well. So I don't, I don't, I don't know whether that's my perception on it or not, but I think sometimes. And also, the girls' content isn't as creative. No, it's not. It's real. It's real. Like yeah, well, Rob. You see, that's why Rob, like Rob, sort of has everything. Like, are you, like yeah. he's a good-looking lad. Like he's very confident. Yeah, he's willing to step outside the box. Yeah. Um, even the fact he's he was doing MA classes and stuff like that. Yeah, it just just makes him a bit more different. If one of the girls is, oh, I'm gonna do a white collar boxing fight. 
I, I think I'd be a bit more interested, but they're probably never going to do that because they can't get punched in the face. Yeah. But I just think Rob Lipset, he's very creative. He knows his audience. He's built this loyal following. He made the right collabs. He's like an Irish Gary V of the YouTube. No, world. no, that, that's like very, that's that's that's, yeah. that's it. Like that's that's just it. Fair play, yeah. But uh, see, the thing is now, now he's after creating this like quote unquote lips LF army. Yeah. Of now YouTubers that are all trying to be like him. But the thing is, I don't, I don't see any of them really ca- like in any way sort of like he is the guy for that guy go- for that. You know I mean, you're gonna go to his like. You're gonna like like I'm not gonna start following like a 16 year old YouTuber. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like Rob Rob's almost he, owns that demographic. I'm just sort of like, why doesn't like a Dubs lad come out? Or yeah. like, why doesn't like obviously some of these lads love love Ga? Or why doesn't uh, the rugby guy come out? Like imagine yeah. the sixth year, so going into sixth year now, about to make a senior cup team, and like you're following his progress, and then imagine they went on and won it. Yeah, you know what yeah I mean? no, that, that guy, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, or else like a football guy who's just uh, started like plays for one of the Irish teams and he's sort of like what's it like through a season and like just sort of getting creative here you know what I mean because like the Ireland are known for the crack in the lads like uh, the, like at the Euros like they're like the number one fans uh, like even the rugby stuff at the MMA stuff there's no like that guy and I feel like if there could be that guy listening to us now mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like jump out and do it because I mean like you're like you're falling behind now like myself and Ross wish with this was episode 401 you know what I mean not yeah. episode 41 so no, I, I think sometimes with other people, it's almost the fear of starting. And, you like, if you look at it, you're almost still so far behind when you start. And yeah. it's such a, we know ourselves, it's just a slog to get that first thousand people to follow you. And then you're looking for the five thousand, and then you're looking for the ten thousand, and then you're looking for twenty, then you're looking for fifty, then you're, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I know it's not all about like followers and numbers, but obviously that is very important. And if you say it's not, you're lying. Yeah. So therefore, well, well interaction well, is yeah, like number one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but well, when I say followers, that's important. That's only if you're trying to grow something. If you're just Mister Cool and one likes and your photos, that's like no one cares about that. Like no one see a million selfies of the one person. Man, and by the way, if you're a guy and you take selfies, like you just need to like piss off, like, like yeah. you just need to please, like, like, well, like unless you're like taking a selfie yeah, with Conor McGregor. Well, first, first, like, you want to take a selfie? Put it up on Snapchat. Put it on the store. Don't put it on your Instagram wall unless it's the coolest selfie you've ever taken in your life. Please don't put out garbage content, please, because like we want to keep following everyone. But if you keep putting out that obviously yeah. garbage, yeah, you're getting put in the bin. We actually follow most people back just to be. Well, you will like your photos when we see them, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's it's gotten to the stage where we actually have so many, we're following so many people back that it's, <laughs> almost, it's, just, it's frustrating to look at some people's content that they put out. And like, Garbage. Actually, yeah, yeah, but it, 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 it can be slightly harsh at times just because the content we look to put out is like actual content as opposed to some people, this their personal lives, therefore, yeah, we might not, we see, we see as every post is content and to them might just be Oh, here's yeah. me and my granny, and I love my granny, and that's fine to do on your personal yeah. page. But that, but that's but that's also why Instagram would change the algorithm. Yeah. Like if pictures don't get that many likes, they automatically like Go just almost disappear. Yeah. yeah, which is a pain in the hole for us at times because sometimes we put something out and because it doesn't get twenty likes in the first three minutes, it gets dropped down at the bottom. But look, that's our problem, not your problem. Yeah. Um. Any anything else on brand awareness that you want to bring up? Um. I'm just sort of like everyone these days is putting out like stuff like everyone like even your mum is on Instagram doing this stuff like like as in like everyone is putting out stories what I was just saying you keep on saying like and oh do I yeah. okay everyone keeps putting out stuff and 
it's like how like what what are, what are people trying to do? What are they trying to get? Why why are they putting out this stuff? I, I, just, I think so. I think Instagram's just the new social media platform. So therefore, everyone just wants to use it. And to then flood, I think like, I don't think it's that they're trying to flood. I think there's I think they see everyone's using it. So when they 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 go on it. They want to put something else out for themselves, regardless of whether it's perceived to be good or not. They just want to put something out how they're involved. Involved, yeah. Part I think I, I think it's I think it's to be part of the party, to be honest. And I yeah. think people just want to be involved with things, regardless whether they think it's great or not. I don't. I think a lot of people put something up without giving two thoughts about it. I suppose. Uh, I think at our stage, our posts are so. I'm gonna say calculated, or they're so thoughtful, or so like this. Is what's on this day? So we're gonna post about this, and therefore, when you see someone just post a blurry picture of their dog, <laughs> you just think to yourself, "What are they doing?" But at the end, they their goal might not be to get more followers or anything. They might mm. just be happy to show a picture of their dog to the people who do follow them. Yeah. So it. Brand awareness is only important if you're actually trying to build something. So if you're trying to build something. Know your audience, put out very good content, and try and make the right collabs when you can. Yeah, I feel like if people really wanted to build their gym sort of thing, uh, they should have been at that. Yeah, that, that was just definitely. Like, if you just missed a boat there, yeah. If you, if you weren't at that and that was your goal, well, you probably need to reassess how serious you're taking it. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to concentrate, and not saying like. <laughs> well, then don't. Yeah. So I think that is all for that segment, which was. Always my favorite part of the show, just cause me and Barry get to be real, shoot the breeze, and talk to you guys as us, as opposed to giving informational content away, which I also do enjoy doing. But I like the way this is a different topic each week, and we get to shoot the breeze on it. Yeah, I just hope I just hope that more people sort of follow Rob's lead and take it like whatever their niche is, and yeah. sort of take the next step. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he seems to be the only person that had the balls to do it. Yeah, if, if you are looking to do it, Rob's a very good model to start off with. But also bear in mind that... Actually, I was watching Rob's video the other day and he said something actually quite good. He was like, don't compare your chapter 1 to someone else's chapter 10. Yeah. And I, was, I just thought that was a very fitting thing to say. So if you are starting, don't compare yourself to the creme de la creme because they were where you were at one stage. Yeah, 100%. And even he started and people were like, what's he doing? Yeah. Um, I remember, I've looked at some of his original videos recently and I was like, I actually thought it was funnier back then, but it was just the raw edits yeah, were I thought he was funnier. Well. Yeah. I thought he was as well. Uh, yeah, he's just matured. Yeah, and, and it's become more serious for him anyway, so it's more of a business, so therefore he probably takes it more serious as opposed to start. He was probably just making videos for the fun with. He'll tell you to make videos for the fun of it. He probably does enjoy it, but... There's a business aspect to it now. There is, yeah, 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 yeah. So you yeah. has to get that done. Yeah. Fair play to them. Um, okay, so we're going to move into the world of rugby. It's uh, time for the rugby ruckus. Okay, that was a good one, actually, yeah. Yeah, um, thought of there. Over the weekend, Ireland beat Italy 56-19. And uh, needless to say, everyone expected a big win. Yeah. Um, bonus point obtained. Another bonus point. Conor Murray man the match. gave a man of match performance. Um, first of all, how lucky we to have him? He's, in my opinion, the best scrum half in the world. Yeah, without doubt, yeah. And not only that, I like the way he's so physically large in stature, so therefore he's almost like another forward yeah. in the like at the ruck, at the breakdown and controlling the scrum. And then he's also so good at passing the ball, he's another back as well. So he's almost like having an extra player on the pitch. And 
if he has to like get in a tussle with a forward, he's not so outsized that he's just brushed aside like some other scrum halves are. So you'd say world class. Yeah, I think he's the best, the yeah, best, yeah, the creme, yeah, the yeah, creme. Yeah, yeah. And he also uh, got himself on the score sheet as well, as you can tell from my Instagram photo. Yeah. Um, what you make of Robbie Henshaw now? It's a big injury. Yeah, Robbie Henshaw scored two tries and then had to go off injured. So that was absolutely devastating news for Irish rugby, especially considering I would consider centre one of our less depth positions. You know, and I thought him and Bundy Akai were a lovely combination they're to have there. They're going to go thing going there, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's going to be devastating going forward, especially with the bigger games still to come, like Wales and England. Yeah. And uh, also the under 20s won and the women won as well. So yeah. clean sweep against the Italians. Yeah, that's expected though. As much as the Italians have come on in uh, time, you know, we have to be getting the wins against them. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to go over with the rugby? No, um, just looking forward to uh, next weekend's fixtures. And I hope Ireland can just continue to have the Grand Slam on track for Paddy's Day. Yeah. So we're going to move into the world of MMA. I don't have a tune for the MMA yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah. but I will come up with one. That will be my goal for next week. I will have one. Whether it will be good or not, who knows? But we're working out on the MMA one, so yeah, you have, a, what it you is. have a week to come up with it. Yeah. Uh, okay. As you know, we always kick off with the MMA show with the update on Conor McGregor. Um, first of all, we put it out in our story that Conor McGregor was the number one most googled athlete in the United States. In the United States. Um, what is going on with him, man? Like what? Like. So it was Is he the Conor most famous person right now Or what like It was Conor McGregor Then LeBron James Then Tom Brady Then Steph Curry And then Kyrie Irving So he beat all these like American sports athletes And like Floyd Mayweather Wasn't even in the top five Which I think is fairly impressive So Just To say his brand is that big Within the US And there's that word again Brand Brand Is absolutely incredible He and Tom Brady was in a in a Super Bowl final. Yeah, and LeBron James is constantly in the news. Con- yeah, like Tom Brady and LeBron James are clickbait. Yeah, and that's what Conor McGregor is as well. Yeah, um, this it's actually incredible. And I can't believe Floyd Mayweather wasn't in the top five after the fight. Yeah, well, I'm, like I'm winning ju- just in general. You know what I mean? Just in general, so, the amount of times he called out McGregor. Oh, uh, like I would have thought they were one and two. Yeah, for 2017. So. His stardom knows no bounds and it's another like tick in the box for him. Like you, you just have to look at the way that like Ireland is smaller than most states in America. Yeah. Almost, almost like what? 40, 40. I'd say there's 10 times as many people in New York as there is in Ireland. Yeah. And then this guy from the north side of Dublin. Is it north side? Yeah. No. Is it? Crumlin. think okay. so. Uh, anyway, he's from Crumlin. I don't, I don't even know. Um, more McGregor news anyway. Uh, Floyd Mayweather uh, edited a photo of him giving an elbow to Conor McGregor on Instagram um, Ross what do you make of this man this is still going on and you know what I actually think this is going to happen as well I actually too think this is going to happen you, you, I think last week, Mayweather, last week we were like not a hope no but I think Dana White's come out and said it um, and I, ju- I just feel like it's going to happen I feel like WME after buying them for four point two billion, if they can get two hundred million profit off of McGregor Mayweather fighting the Octagon and give Floyd Mayweather two hundred million to do it again, and McGregor another hundred million, I think why not do it? Um, 
It's the only union tree you can fight. There's no no real interest in seeing the boxing. You're going to have Floyd Mayweather 50-0 versus Conor McGregor 0-1. Oh, yeah. We've already seen it happen. And if it was to happen again, I think Mayweather would beat McGregor, except he'd probably do it in a faster time. Yeah. Because he's already felt him out inside the ring. So he knows what he's up against. Yeah. So therefore, the way I look at it is, if they do a mixed martial arts match, Mayweather's already 50-0 in boxing. It doesn't really matter. McGregor will go in there, he'll smoke him, and they'll both make... A shit ton more money again. And realistically, that's what it's about. What would he do? With choke? He's going to choke him out, isn't he? Because the amount of times he's like... No, I, I'd say he'll get him on the ground and like pound him out. Yeah? I'd say I want to punch him. Um, Someone who might not want that to happen is Nate Diaz, who has been posting yeah. on Instagram as well about so basically, basically beating McGregor. Basically, Floyd Mayweather put out the punch be- or a video of him elbowing... Yeah. Uh, Conor McGregor and said certified killer or something like that and then McGregor did an Instagram post of him punching Diaz and said a real elbow in a real fight Yeah. and then <laughs> um, Nate Diaz then put out a post saying a real kill in a real war and it was him on top punching McGregor so those three are intertwined and are forever intertwined until Conor McGregor decides what he's doing next yeah. he's over in Amsterdam right now yeah so who knows whether he has something signed or not. Probably not at the moment. But he seems to be back in the gym a good bit. He seems to... I feel like offers are coming on the table. So I think it's more so he needs to sit down with Dana White and they need a new financial agreement to get him back in the octagon. I think he must think Mayweather's crazy to be to be interested in fighting him in, in MMA. Yeah, I think it's absolutely bizarre. And he sort of taunted him saying... Uh, you'll regret it if you never fight me in the octagon. And then John Kavanaugh is saying that um, Mayweather should reciprocate McGregor's fight in the boxing ring and come into the octagon. Me personally, I think it's absolutely lunacy if Mayweather comes in and fights in there. But <laughs> it must show that Mayweather burns holes through his money if he actually needs another 200 million again. Yeah, but how could you turn that down as well? Yeah, but if like, he's supposed to have a billion. Yeah. But if he yeah, but he if he's not fighting, his brand is almost like useless. Yeah. Like what can he build more money off? Yeah, I think he thought if he put his name against his boxers of stables that they'd all just be a megastar straight away. Yeah. That doesn't work out that way. Yeah. So it, it just seems to be what it seems to be. He should almost get in with the boxers who are already at the top and try and create a management company. So therefore yeah, he can yeah, get yeah. them sponsors or Something like that because those other boxers like Deontay Wilder and yeah, why doesn't he get involved with Deontay Wilder? I I just look at them and I just think, yeah, they're getting like quite a lot of money, but they're getting nowhere near Floyd Mayweather no, money. No. So therefore, Floyd Mayweather must have something to say to get her get it right. Because yeah, Deontay May- Wilder, if he can beat Joshua, could easily like he's already thirty eight now with thirty eight yeah, chaos. Yeah, yeah, he could easily beat Mayweather's record. Yeah, you see the thing is, is Mayweather not sort of he probably takes a lot of money off his fighters yeah and he probably thinks that his na- name like he is obviously a bit like he gone on the head up, yeah. and thinking that he's way more important than he actually is but he actually needs McGregor's name in his mouth to actually become bigger yeah so maybe he should not share but sort of I would just be interested to see where they do the fight well it's obviously doing the team Elwell Arena the pay-per-view that's going to be on and how the pay-per-view would run it's gonna to have to clearly be a co promotion, and and loads of people are definitely gonna buy that because people tuned in ne- nearly. Well, he's only really gotten really big since he mm. was Floyd Money Mayweather. Not really, uh, yeah, 
like less so a pretty boy yeah boy. so people have been tuning in since 35 36 37 38 39 and oh yeah so they're probably like right we're finally going to see him lose because so yeah. many people have wanted to see him lose and never got their money's and worth not only know? that but I also feel like you'll have a few boxing fans who will be under the perception that oh MMA's not a real sport and boxing's clearly better and they prove that so they'll want to see him then go and beat McGregor at McGregor's own sport which I just can't foresee happen no. whatsoever unless he slipped on a slipped a on banana a peel yeah slipped on something um that sort of wraps up sort of McGregor, doesn't it really? Yeah, I think so. That was sort of uh, all the McGregor news from the week. Yeah. His sister is still in Dancing with the Stars for those who were asking from last week. Yeah. Ross has actually got some serious dance moves as well there the other night. Oh, well. Did you, you know. learn off Erin uh, McGregor, did you? No, I think I would tell her a few moves. She was checking out her Instagram stories there the other night. <laughs> uh, then there's some news from UFC 222, the card that we thought was basically going to get scrapped. Cyborg's going to headline the card against uh, Konaskia for the bantamweight title no feather featherweight featherweight yeah. title featherweight title yeah um, and then Edgar versus Brian Ortega is going to be the co-main event look it was just they need they need something to do the headline uh, Cyborg I think, think she can get in here and beat this girl with next to no damage this girl's already lost Tanya Evinger and Cyborg obviously bulldozed Tanya Evinger so I expect Cyborg to get in there and get the job done one round Um. Hopefully it won't be too much of an issue of her cutting weight. Yeah, and then I wouldn't say it will be. Yeah, Frank Edgar versus Brian Ortega. Um, this is, I think this is a very risky move by Frank Edgar taking this fight. Because Ortega looks very, very dangerous at the moment. That guillotine he put in on Cole Thompson was one of the best submissions I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, very skillful. And if Edgar loses this, he'd probably never get another title shot ever again. So for him to be in a title fight, getting title shot or title fight money, to now be fighting... Brian Ortega. It's not really a big name at yeah. all, really. Yeah, it's just probably not his best move. But then again, if Edgar can just keep on the feet, I think he can get in now. And I think he he's probably the more skilled striker on the feet. So and he's not he's not a fool on the ground either. No. Yeah, I don't think Edgar has ever been submitted as far as I'm aware. Yeah. So it'd be an interesting point to see. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Oh no, which, uh, which says a lot compared for, to some of the cards that have been going on recently. Yeah, but for the average fan, uh, for the average fan they probably wouldn't be mad into it but like the fans who are have been following the UFC for a good while yeah. would, I'd look really looking forward to seeing this especially Ortega seeing if he can take it to the next level because yeah. there is superstar power and sometimes you need a superstar win uh, yeah. Darren Till yeah. but uh, over the weekend we were watching UFC 221 that was held in Perth, Australia and they're just some of the fights we want to go over um, I think we should kick it off in, in the light heavyweight division Tyson Pedro defeating um, Saparek Safa, Safarov yeah uh, his submission in the first round Kimura uh, look I didn't actually really highly rate either of these two light heavyweights going through and I don't think your man Sakharov has one win in the UFC yet so this is set up to have basically Pedro win, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Aussie win in Australia yeah. although I, I'm not too sure he could be from New Zealand but all the same really yeah. um, well, sure Whitaker is New Zealand yeah. and Australia yeah. Yeah. yeah so look it was a hometown win yeah and same with the next fight, Jake Matthews got a unanimous decision over Li Jingling, or whatever way you say his name, yeah. and it was another Australian win. No, yeah, the Kamora was impressive, um, but it, it was expected, so I'm not going to harp on as if yeah, your, man's, yeah. your man's after breaking the world here. Yeah. Uh, so then you had Bam Bam, uh, Toy Tuvesa, and uh, he ran through Cyril Asker, didn't he? Yeah. This was a very impressive win and then he got out of the octagon and drank a beer out of a shoe. 
I don't know what that was all about, but it was entertaining. Obviously thirsty. Obviously yeah. thirsty. He's in absolute dreadful shape, though. Uh, like, I have to say it. Uh, I don't understand it, but it's such a Mark Hunt bot. Yeah. It's not even a dad bot, it's Mark Hunt bot. Yeah. And the guy he fought didn't even really look <coughs> like a heavyweight. No. Uh, then in the heavyweight division, Curtis Blades defeated Mark Hunt by. It says here what? You know, it's decision. Yeah, the man's decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, we bought, like, he basically did exactly what we thought we would do uh, yeah. take him down on <laughs> the ground and just. Yeah, he had a rocky Finish first him. round. Yeah, but apparently, like, he was always going to get punched in the face. Yeah, but like, you can't go into yeah, a fight and not get a punch. Yeah, but he was absolutely wobbled. But then again, Mar- I don't think Mar Hunt punches anyone, and they're not like, oh, bollocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cinder block hands. Yeah, so he got hit, he got hit, he got wobbled. And then I think he I think he went into the fight, Blades, thinking, oh, I'll do a bit of stand up and then go for the takedown. And then I think once he got hit by Hunt, he was like, oh, I won't do that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, just yeah. got the takedown, and then he was in his realm. And in fairness, he picked him up a few times and like slammed him. He showed he's very strong. And he looks like still a bit raw, but he's coming along quite well. Yeah, still only 26. Um, Mark Hunt almost seems like a gatekeeper now, to be honest. Who would you like to see Blades fight next? Um, I think his biggest problem is that now he's after beating Mark Hunt, he actually doesn't have many fights left, as in like Bill fights, fights together. Yeah. yeah, I feel like he he's after beating Mark Hunt, so I think he's going to have to fight Alistair over him next. Yeah, I think that's the fight. Yeah, nothing else really comes. And to I mind. think that's a good fight for both of them because Overeem's quite good at takedown defense, and also he they both fought Ngannou. Also, yeah, they both fought Ngannou. Blades is a bit hittable, so like Overeem, I think Blades doesn't seem to hit as hard as Ngannou or Hunt does. So therefore, less chance of Overeem getting knocked out. So I think it's actually a good matchup for the pair of them. So it'll be interesting to see how it go down. Yeah. And then in the main event... Main event of the evening! Uh, Yoro Romero defeated Luke Rockhold by knockout in the third round. Yeah. Um, we both said before this fight that the, the better fighter is Luke Rockhold. The more skillful. And I think it showed in the fight as well. Yeah, it did. And then Yoro Romero... But we both said we would not be surprised if Yoro Romero came with the win. No. Um, looking at Yoro Romero... You could tell he was probably just getting a bit tired, and he was like, "Right, this is where I shoot." Almost the way like Tyron Woodley like did yeah. against like Robert Lawler, although he wasn't tired, but he just goes like, "Now, boom!" Yeah, like and then that that punch to actually finish it was almost like the a, the death swing. Oh, how come Romero always finish it with something that you you're, you're afraid to watch? Yeah, but he always does it like third round, like Wyman third round, Tim Kennedy third round, Luke Rockhold third round. It's almost it's almost as if I think that this is what we said in the last week. Third round? No, no, we didn't say third round, but it was it was more so. You feel like you have the old Romero beat, and you sort of let your guard down for a second, and then that's when he's like, Kablamo! Yeah, there is always a Kablamo finish. Yeah, and that the punch didn't knock him down. I thought it was more sort of cop on the ear, and that's sort of where your equilibrium is, and he sort of drop him. But the follow up punch was absolutely vicious. Yeah, the ref was like, it was, <laughs> it was one punch. It was like one done, and the ref was like, no more, no more. Yeah. If you could and describe it, it would be like a punt kick, but with your hand. Yeah, it was absolute cinder block. Execution. Yeah, oh. And it felt so bad because Rocco was doing so well. And like every step Rocco took, he was just firing a jab, keeping an arm's length at all times, all times. He was pop. I've never seen Rocco throw so many jabs in there. His boxing looked really on point, and that's probably his move to combat a sports with Henry Hooft in his corner. Yeah. And like. Henry Hoof is one of the best kickboxing coaches in the world. Uh, he was just popping out jobs. He was definitely winning the fight coming up to it. I probably scored two rounds uh, to Rockhold 
Uh, obviously, third round he lost him. Yeah. Some people <laughs> thought maybe that Romero won the second round, but Rocco definitely was executing his game plan very well. He was like showing the knee, he was throwing his kicks, and I just think Romero is one of those people that Rocco even said it afterwards. He's a man of steel. He, mm-hmm. he just keep hitting him. And he he's never been finished. He's only, he's only ever losses to um he lost to Whitaker. Whitaker and then he lost someone else way back in the day. Okay. In uh, I think he lost some wrestler fella. I can't think of his name. It was a Brazilian fella. So, and that was it. And no one's even come close to finishing. Yeah. Luke Rockhold probably was trying to get more time in the octagon. Yeah. Uh, didn't really seem like he was going to finish. And then, like, you can't, you can't hold back from this monster. You need to get this fella out of the octagon straight away. Yeah, I was a bit... All right, maybe shooting in a rock, Luke Rockhold or on Yo Romero isn't the best option, but... People have taken down Romero before and I was a bit disappointed to see Rockhold didn't sort of go for a takedown because Rockhold is so superior on the ground to most people that I'm surprised he didn't, you know, try and test that. He's now in no man's land. Where, where does he go from this? I think he has to move up to light heavyweight. And I think a light heavyweight, it could be a new lease to light for him because he looked dreadful making way for this fight. And then also, a light heavyweight, you sort of look at it and it's a bit of an old man's ground up there. And yeah. I feel like... Yeah, because Cormier's not even there anymore. Yeah. Well, technically technically is there but you know yeah I know what you mean like who is there up there I think he could beat Glover Chair and he's the number two ranked light heavyweight in the world that really a perfect think, fight for him for yeah, the first half you know? and I feel like he's also bigger than Glover Chair as well yeah he's huge but a lot of people are saying that because Romero didn't make weight he doesn't necessarily now have to fight Robert Whitaker. I know it, this is sort of put in the see this was a terrible outcome for yeah. the UFC terrible yeah they would love Rockhold to win yeah 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 Although yeah. so, so many people like think Luke Rockhold's so smoke and they don't like him, and I can see why they don't think he's yeah, so yeah, smoke. Yeah. I just like his fight style so much that I like I don't dislike him. Brilliant style. Um, I know he was after Romero didn't make weight. I, I don't think he came across the best. Like clearly he was pissed off, or whatever. But like he was actually getting some of Romero's money from not making weight. So I don't think I almost think Rockhold should be almost happy to make weight. He was like, I'm gonna get some of your money now, and like you can't win the title, and I can. It's a bit like, fuck you. Yeah. Rockhold's just a strange character. Really. He is, yeah. Like, I feel like he has too much God-given talent. And I'm not just going to say don't put the work in, but I feel when it comes to actually getting in the octagon, his confidence level is almost like beyond his skill level. Which is like an outrageous thing to say because he's extraordinary skill, but he just gets in there and he, he almost feels like he has divine right to win. Yeah, but maybe because he's obviously... Okay, he's like you look at him and he's like extremely confident. Yeah. Uh, his other possibilities. He, what did you see him in? Uh, Tommy Hilfiger, Ralph Rainad. Yeah. yeah, something like um, that. Um, he has other options, whereas less, like quote unquote, attractive fighters don't have these other possibilities. So they only yeah. can focus yeah. on this. Putting, stuff. putting Daniel Cormier in your ad, no one's gonna buy whatever you yeah. tell him. Yeah. As opposed to putting Luke Rockhold in your ad, people people are like who's that hunk? Yeah. Brilliant. He was not sure. He was on a TV show. As well, wasn't yeah, he? Like, the Bachelor, or, yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. But uh, see, that's it. When once you get your eyes taken off the prize, you're gone, like yeah. So the middleweight division as it stands, you have Jack Ray coming off that big win. Um, obviously he's not going to fight Whitaker after the last time they fought, and then yeah, Chris Weidman's been highly touted to get a title shot because UFC in various. I don't think he deserves one, but UFC do love Chris Weidman. Yeah. Dana White loves him, think he's great. And then you have Kelvin Gastelum. So what I would like to see is they do Romero versus Whitaker, and yeah. well, that's sort of definitely going to happen. Yeah, 
Uh, I was almost going to say Gosling versus Wyman, but they've already just fought each other. So I'm actually not too sure. Maybe... See, I don't want to do Jack Ray versus Wyman either because if Jack Ray wins, well then I don't want to do, you know, potentially Whitaker and Jack Ray again. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've all sort of... Yeah, they've all They've all sort of fought paths. each other. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what way they're going to line up. And you can't really do Jack Ray versus Romero or Jack Ray versus Whitaker. Like, they're the top four at the moment because you can't really include Rockhold in the top four because he just lost. So I, I don't know what way they're going to swing it. Uh, and then I suppose... <sighs> Shit is show, there, isn't it? Is Derek Brunson back in that mix now? Because he'd be, what, Leo Machida there recently? But then Leo Machida went to be with Eric Anders. So I, I, I don't know who's... I oh, know Jack Ray just beat Derek Brunson. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot who Jack Ray beat. So what? You have Jack Ray versus yeah, Gasly. Yeah, but also that Jack Ray card, suppose he did absolute dog shit. So he's not all of a sudden skipping any names. You know. So what? Jack Ray versus Gasly, and then Romero versus Whitaker, and that's just the way you're gonna have to do. It and yeah. just hope the right people win. Yeah, I think so, isn't it? There's no really option. And who's Wyman gonna fight? I don't know. Unless you see, unless Wyman, Wyman definitely Wyman, needs, win, needs a win. Wyman could say, "I'll fight Jack Ray." And then you sort of leave Gossam in no man's land. Oh, they've really messed this up. <laughs> it's funny, this is sort of like, obviously it's not as bad when Ronda Rousey lost. Oh, do you know what? Oh, Biz- time- Bisming could fight one of them as well. Maybe do Bisming versus Wyman, just because like, they've been talking shit about each other for ages, and like, it, it could headline a Fox card. Yeah. Or it could like, be co-main event of a pay-per-view. They're obviously in the in the, the studio now, scratching yeah, their heads, but like, I don't, what do we do? I don't think Bisming goes, Wyman, that's actually a great fight for me either. No, no, no. Bisping's like Brashad Evans. He hasn't beaten anyone in years. I'll play him. Or like Bisping Viola Machida. That might do. Bisping's calling out Chuck Liddell who's in Big Brother in America. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that, 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 look, UFC 221 was definitely a flop and definitely didn't sell well on pay-per-views and definitely was a dreadful card. And UFC definitely don't bring a pay-per-view back to Australia if you're not going to stack the deck. Yeah, it's also It was also on at 9am in the morning over there. So people were having their their Cheerios with with a can. Of- yeah, but that's 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 for pay per view points. Jeez, your man was drinking cans of beer. Your man Bam Bam did the knockout at nine in the morning. Yeah, over a shoe. Yeah. Um, Although he doesn't look like he takes a lot of care of himself anyway, so it's grand. No, that bulking season. Um, this weekend we have UFC on in Texas, and Cowboy Cerrone is headlining the card against Yancy Medeiros in the welterweight division. But uh, there's just a couple. What fights do you want to look at? For- I'll have a look at them. We should, probably go, we should probably go over this and then we can call out these lads. Yeah, yeah. All right, so... All right, we, should, we should say Super Stage is back yeah. for a start. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it doesn't matter who he's fighting, but we need to give... I have his glove, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, Super Stage Norco's fighting this week and I'm very excited to see he's fighting uh, Thibaut Gucci, who I think he's actually a Canadian fellow boy. No next to nothing about him, nor do I want to know about anything about him. I just hope Sage come out. He's fighting out of Alpha Male now. He's full-time there. Yeah. So I'm actually expecting Sage big things from him because I don't think he can be in the room with Roy Faber, Cody Garbrandt, um, Justin Buchholz, his coach, who's doing really good these days. And what's the name of the Jiu-Jitsu Chris Holdsworth. And like, Team Alpha Male is doing very well these days, so I expect Sage North will do very well. Yeah, and he got, had a good win last time as well. Yeah. Although it was sort of against an unknown again. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, keep no, on, it doesn't matter. Keep on putting Sage against unknowns, how we can win. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, right, well, we should kick it off then in the lightweight division. James Vick is taking on Francisco Trinaldo. You're a big fan of both of these guys. Yeah. James Vick is very tall. He's very long. He's massive. Massive, yeah. And he is not happy that he won the headliner here. He went out when he went out and finished Joe Duffy at UFC 217 on you know one of the biggest shows of the year. And all he asked could he headline 
UFC in his home state in Texas. In fairness, they got Cowboy. Cowboy's going to be a bigger name. Obviously. So Cowboy's clearly going to head <coughs> on it. Yeah. Um, he's here fighting Francisco Tonaldo, who's just coming off a big win. Well, not a massive win, but a win over Jim Miller. Yeah. Um, Tonaldo's beaten like Yancey Medeiros, beaten Chadwick Peace, he's beaten Norman Park, he's beaten Ross Pearson. Like, he's beaten some very good lightweights. He's ranked in the top 15. I think he's won maybe eight of his last nine fights. But... Well, in fairness, the light heavyweight, sorry, the lightweight division is very yeah, full of killers. Yeah, yeah, so you're gonna have to take like, and James Vick is no mess as no. well. Like. For me, I think James Vick is the real deal. Yeah. I think he's really putting yeah. it together, and I think he's gonna light up uh, Charles. Charles is like forty, and he looks every bit of it as yeah. well in the same fight. And uh, I think James Vick is young. He's hungry. He's he's almost he's almost like a Tony Ferguson type style, as in not in terms of fighting, as in he's gonna have to put a massive win streak together for people to actually find out what his yeah. name is. Yeah. And I think that's what he's in the process of doing. And I think James Vick is just going to get the job done. Home state, get done in the first round. And I expect him to get on the mic afterwards and call out some of the top five. Whether he'll get the fight or not, I don't know. But I feel like he's he's going that way. Do you know what he's going to do? What? He's going to call out Nate Diaz. No, I don't think so. He's trying to build his name. I know, he's yeah. He's not going to get that fight now, but at least he'll try. Maybe so. Maybe you might call out Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez needs to fight anyway. Oh, true, yeah. Uh, then in the heavyweight <coughs> division, <coughs> in the heavyweight division, Derek Lewis is taking on Marcy and Tibora. You know, uh, Derek Lewis was calling people from the streets to come to his gym and spar him. He was knocking them out. Yeah? Yeah. Derek Lewis is loose on the ground. He's a wild man, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. The Black Beast, if you're looking to follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he, uh, he had a good run until he lost his last fight. And yeah. Marcin Debora isn't he coming off a loss as well? He lost to Verdun. Yeah, Verdun like easily, yeah. easily bashed him. Although he beat Arlovsky in the void before that, and Arlovsky's actually looked decent enough. Yeah, but I just like, feel like Arlovsky's just like Arlovsky's one of those people who's very very skilled, but like the touch of a left hook is like he's dropped. Yeah, yeah he's game over. Who we go over here? Uh, like, I'm just gonna pick Derek Lewis because I also want to see him win, and I think yeah, he's gonna call it Ngannou if he wins. Yeah, like, yeah, deadly. Uh, then moving on to the main event of, of the evening, evening. Uh, in the welterweight division Donald Cowboy Cerrone is taking on Yancey Medeiros uh, Ross these two lads are fighting in the welterweight division and they they're should, both lightweights they're both lightweights yeah. it's almost like Donald Cerrone after his last fight Donald Cerrone has actually lost his last three fights and he actually said after his last fight after he fought Darren Hill he was like I have to move back to lightweight I can't be fighting something like that at welterweight yeah. and I, 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 was, I was looking and agreed yeah it made total sense um, before that, I think he lost to Jorge Masvidal. I can't remember who was one before that was. But he's lost. Oh, Robbie Lawler. Robbie that's Lawler that's his three. Well, I, I can't remember whether it was... Big names. Lawler or, Mader- or Masvidal recently, which one was most recent. But there's last three losses in a row. Yancey Baderos actually just uh, beat Cowboy Oliveira and won the one, fight of the year in yeah. 2017. Yeah. Couldn't believe what I was watching. It was one of the best performances of his career. True. Cowboy actually beat Cowboy, Cowboy also as well. Yeah. So, for me... Donald Cowboy Cerrone has fought higher caliber of fighters. Trinaldo's actually beat Yancey Medeiros before as well. So I'm just thinking that Cerrone's the better of the two fighters. Better wrestler, better on the feet, better jiu-jitsu. As long as he doesn't get hit in the liver, which I'm sure Yancey Medeiros is going to aim for Cerrone's yeah. liver. I feel like Cerrone has enough to get the job done here. Do you know I actually think Yancey Medeiros is going to win, do you Because know? in Cowboy's last couple of fights, especially the last yeah. one against Darren Till, he didn't come across as if he still was the fighter that he originally was when he started fighting. Whereas, Yancey Medeiros... Well, do you think he's just showing up to collect paychecks now? Well, that's his job. 
And Yancy Medeiros put in such expensive lifestyle though that he has. Yeah, to keep he has fighting. to keep fighting. Like, he, what I else you gonna? You can only do be cowboy in so many yeah. films, in so many westerns, you know. But uh, Yancy Medeiros looked like he like really dug deep to beat uh, the Brazilian cowboy. cowboy. Yeah. So, like, I just, I just, I just see him like. He's also got that Hawaii fight heart, and that's the thing. Yeah. That and Max Holloway hurt. He, he also, yeah, he also knows that if he wins, um, Max Holloway could also the, the two of them could bring the UFC to out to Hawaii. Hawaii as well. Like, there's more on the line than just a win in this fight. Yeah, uh, oh, I have to agree with you, but I just think as much as I like Roney, yeah. but the, he's after losing his last three in a row. Yeah, we've back yeah, him every time. though. Yeah, no, but Robbie Lawler as well. Yeah, but, he, he, but I, I look at all right, Darren Hill. Yeah, he's like he's doing. He was a massive like. Yeah. It was like it was like that was like, that was like a light, light heavyweight fighting lightweight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like Darren Till got a fight with Jen, Jimmy Mano there, and I actually think he was bigger than him. Um, then you have Robbie Lawler, who was the welterweight champion, and is an absolute killer, and he lost like a close decision to him. And then who are Masvidal? Is one of the worst matchups possible for Sean. He's in your face the entire time, and I just think he's gonna be able to get Madero. I, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Cowboy is more skillful than every. Like uh, aspect of yeah, fight, but but then again, so was so was Rock Hole over Romero. Yeah, yeah but I yeah. just don't think Medeiros has that killer in him, and I don't think Cowboy gets tired. So therefore, I don't see because oh, it is five rounds. Yeah. No, I'm just, gonna, I'm, just gonna, gonna, no I'm just gonna stick with it. I'm just, I'm just, not, right. I'm just gonna stick with it. But in fairness, it's gonna be a very good fight. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. like these guys are always in fight of the year. I can't after all that just be like, no, I'm wrong. Yeah, take it back. So other than that, I think that's. All for UFC news for the week. Yeah. Other than that, is there, on the card, else, is there anyone else to look out for? Absolutely not. Jessica Aguilar is going to be fighting on the card against a two be decided. So if you're looking for a bet, she's probably going to win because she used to be strawweight champion over in World Series of Fighting. And then Thiago Alves is fighting, and that's sort of it, I suppose, yeah. in terms of actual name recognition. So yeah, that I think that is fairly if for the MMA section. Yeah, and then what's it called um, Bellator oh, sorry Bellator there is Matt Mitrione is fighting this weekend against Big Roy, Country Big Country Roy Nelson in this, it's the second fight of the heavyweight Grand Prix yeah. what's your what's your take for that I think Matt Mitrione said something quite telling he said oh, I'm not the same fighter I was five years ago when the last fought and uh, Roy Nelson knocked down Matt Mitrione but you are and I think that's basically true very true yeah, yeah. so I think Matt Mitrione has evolved a lot, but the only thing is with Matt Mitrione is that I feel like his chin is still a bit chinny, as in Fedor knocked him down. He's been knocked down in, I think, both Bellator fights. Uh, if Roy Nelson lands a punch on him, I don't see that going well for him. I just think, I just... But I think Matt Mitrione's far more skilled. It's almost like the Romero fight again. Okay, okay, okay. okay. As in... I don't but know like, what to go for him. Roy Nelson's so durable as well, you know. Don't you do? You can you convince me one side. I'm like, yeah, yeah Nelson's gonna win. Then you're like, but and then yeah. I'm like, no, 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 Mitrione's gonna win. Yeah, I think, Mitrione. I think these are the two best heavyweights in the tournament. If I'm base, if I'm honest, like, these are the two favorites for the well, tournament. They're, they're both gonna be swinging for the fences because Mitrione isn't gonna be like his plan isn't gonna be to just take him down the ground. He doesn't really no, do. I that. think I think Mitrione's gonna do like an in out, as in like yeah. bang bang out, bang yeah. bang out, and. Nelson, I think Nelson's gonna be not very good in the cardio front. No, I think I think Mitrione's gonna if Mitrione doesn't get knocked out in the first round, I think he'll like cruise to a decision. Yeah. As in, Nelson be knackered come the second round. Yeah, I'm gonna go Mitrione. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna say. Yeah, even the way when you look at their training, Mitrione, it was showing Mitrione doing all the sort of NFL stuff, yeah. whereas they were just showing Roy Nelson with his 
Yeah, was wife cutting his mullet. Yeah, it's like there's the training. Yeah. Uh, also, James Gallagher is going to be fighting soon as well. We he's going to be fighting in Budapest. Yeah, we put this up on our Instagram story. Uh, very good to see that he's coming back. Also, Brian Moore should be yeah. on that card as well. So, Budapest. Uh, I don't know. They need someone to headline in Budapest, and it looks like James Gallagher. Yeah. I honestly thought his next fight was going to be in America, but obviously he's come back from a knee injury, and they need someone to headline that card. Yeah. And really, so you're not going to turn down a headliner spot, really, no matter where it is. No, you aren't. That so. payday. Yeah, They're so. dying to get him back in as well. Yeah, uh, that's in the featherweight division as well. And also, I think that's a Bellator one ninety six, and then AJ McKee is going to fight a Bellator one ninety seven. So I still want to see those two fight. The Bellator are planning that as well. That's, yeah, that's their plan. Uh, is there anything else to add in the MMA segment of the show, Ross Cabot? I think that's it. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this week's uh, main event in Texas more so than I am in UFC two twenty one. I forgot, we forgot to mention, it's actually we're going go-karting this weekend for Andy's birthday, and that will be on Saturday as well. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say that earlier on the show, but that's what we're doing. But we'll put up pictures of that. It's actually, <laughs> not, it's actually not go-karting, it's like doom buggy racing. Yeah, buggy, yeah, doom buggies. But like, realistically, no one will care about that until next week's show. Yeah. We're at, we've actually done it. Yeah. We put the picture up. Don't care, lads. When we put the picture up and they're like, what was that? What was that? I didn't, so, I didn't actually have that written down. Uh, okay, so... Thanks a million for staying tuned so far. We're going to finish it off for the next 20 minutes in the world of football. Football crazy. Football mad. Grab your headphones and listen to the Energize lads. That is a brilliant start. Yeah. That's a brilliant start. That is the official football team tune. That is team tune. I remember a few weeks ago you did like a hard test United one. Did I? Yeah, yeah. Oh. oh. Yeah. Right. We thought the best thing to do was start the show, the football segment, on the Golden boot race the, yeah the golden boot race uh, do you want to take it away Ross do you? so I think there's only three contenders this year for the golden boot unless someone starts uh, banging goals like there's no tomorrow Yeah. you have Harry Kane for Spurs 23 goals you have Mohamed Salah for Liverpool 22 goals and you have Sergio Aguero after scoring four goals there on the weekend with 21 goals now what's actually interesting to see is Aguero has the best goals per minute ratio he scores goals every 85 minutes Salah scores one every 93 minutes and Kane scores one every 97 minutes. And if you were to actually ask me who had the best goal scoring ratio per minute, I probably would have almost put them in reverse order. But yeah, same it's, yeah it's, it's actually getting very you know competitive for goals this season in the Premier League. And it's a lot of goals scored because I think, what, 27 games played? So like... They're, they're, yeah, 27, yeah. They're like coming up that sort of Ronaldo-Messi territory where they're nearly scoring a goal a game to be top goal scorer in the Premier League. They are, yeah. Do you think it'll be over thirty goals when when it's all said and done? Yeah, yeah. The winner, the winner will have what thirty one goals. Yeah, I yeah, think, think whoever so. gets the, the whoever hits the thirty, thirty one should definitely. Yeah, win. Uh, for me, I think it's just going to be Harry Kane. Um, I think he's too heavily relied on to score Liverpool's goal or sorry to score Spurs goals as opposed to Liverpool with Salah. The goals are a bit more shared around. Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, scores a good few goals to them. Uh, Mane. Used to score a few goals from. He's gone very quiet. As very, in ter- yeah. ter- well, in terms of the goal front, anyway. Even Deli Ali for Spurs. Yeah, Deli uh, Ali, Ericsson, uh, Ericsson does a bit of set piece work as well. Uh, I think Kane sort of like solidified as a penalty taker, even though I think he's missed one or two. And then, which is scary to think that he's on twenty three goals and missed one or two penalties. And then, yeah. Man City, like the amount of goals they score and the amount of goals that are shared around that team, like Raheem Sterling scored fifteen Premier League goals this year, which is actually frightening. Yeah. Um, he's the fourth top goal scorer in the Premier League. He scored three more goals than Lukaku. So, for me, I just don't think Aguero's going to get it because he gets injured sometimes. 
playing Champions League. Although they're all playing Champions League, but I just feel Kane and Salah are more important to their teams that they have to play all the games. If that makes sense, what's your take on it? I think I think it really comes. I know that Salah is on twenty two, one ahead of Guerrero, one behind Harry Kane, but he plays on like the wing. Yeah. Whereas he could easily go three games without scoring yeah, a goal. Like he has seven assists here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is and he probably he's probably is he oh they're so there's they've been all so good as well yeah uh maybe Salah and Kane have been a bit better than Aguero like if you look at it this way yeah. Aguero would have been like got four goals in his last game yeah Harry Kane is just the out and out striker takes free kicks takes penos shoots from distance although I think I gets a, fed the ball although sometimes I see the way he takes free kicks I look and I go Ericsson's definitely a better free kick yeah take. definitely yeah. But um, there's just something about Harry Kane that you, you just know he's. Every time he steps on the pitch, you're just like he's going to score, isn't he? Was he top goal scorer last year? Yeah, and I think he almost was last year. The year before, year before that, yeah. I think I think he scored twenty goals in the last three seasons. Where, what does okay at the end of the season? There's eleven games to go in the Premier League. If Kane wins the top goal scorer again, he, he can't say it's Spurs again, can he? Well, his contract. He, he, I think he's only roughly on a hundred thousand yeah. a week. Salah is probably on about 150. I wouldn't say maybe 120. Well, he signed for how much? 37 million, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'd say 120. I'd say a time a bit more. And the, well, he doesn't seem that yeah. greedy as yeah, well. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can even tell that he's just saying. I think he was just happy to go back to the Premier League yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I just look at it, he's probably on like 80 grand of Fiorentina. I'd say, I'd, say what, I'd say what makes him on a lot more money is that when he was bought for Chelsea, Chelsea probably paid him a good wage. So therefore, when he went somewhere else, had to be he had to, be, had to be a high wage. Yeah. And then. Uh, Aguero must be on 200 grand a week. Yeah. At least. Yeah, but he, he deserves it as well. Anytime he steps on the pitch, like, the other team shit themselves. Yeah. So, okay, if Harry Kane wins this end of the season, he's gone into the World Cup, is he better off signing a new contract with Spurs before the World Cup or wait until after the World Cup and then almost deciding to go to a different club? If I were Harry Kane, I'd go to the World Cup. And I think Harry Kane's going to do very well in the World Cup. Whether England do well or not, I think Harry Kane's going to score a few goals in the world, so way, yeah. regardless either way. Um, and like, it, it's actually quite funny because if you said to me that Raheem Sterling is the second name on the team sheet for England after Harry Kane, I would have been like, I don't even know he's going to get on the plane. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if he's yeah. actually going to get his game at the start of the season. Yeah. And he's been so impressive. So I think Harry Kane, if I were him, I wouldn't sign any contracts anytime soon because I don't think Spurs are going to give him 200 grand a week and he's a 200 grand a week player, if not more. You know what I mean? Which is frightening to say, but he is. Yeah, highly linked to Real Madrid. Yeah. But if you're Harry Kane, would you not be like, here, this is the one opportunity I really have? Or do you hold out another season for Spurs to try and win the league? And they're like, who, who, who can they get to even improve them? I, I feel like they have to buy a world class centre midfielder, but there's not too many world class centre midfielders who are actually floating around. Because I think Eric plays, yeah. plays ahead, and then you have Son and Deli Ali. And Wanyama and Lucas, Dembele. but like yeah, yeah. See, Wanyama and Dembele actually do a very good job, and so does Eric Dyer when they actually play. But there's just something about those players that you don't win the Champions League with those players. And someone like Tony Cruz isn't going to come there. Like Arturo Vidal probably not at all. Not, no way. Not going to do it because um, they're not even the biggest like, club in London. Yeah, and I look at it and go Busquets or Rakitic or something like that. They're just not play- like no. I, I feel like if you put Rakitic in that team. You wouldn't go, oh, they're Rakitic now, now they're going to win the league. No. You know what I mean? There's no player that they can get. No, because they're not also going to get the wages as well. No. They're going to get half the wages. No, they're, they're, they're my sort of like 
unknown entity in the Premier League. And the fact that, like, you look at their team and they can beat any other team in the Premier League on any given day and yeah. they can beat them well. Like, they beat Man United very well. Yeah. They beat Arsenal there. They yeah. can beat any team in the Premier League. And I look at them and go, yeah, but they're not a Champions League team. It's just strange, though, isn't yeah, it? They're, no, they're yeah. actually such, so good in the Premier League. Their team is so good. But I look at them and go, where's the superstar? In this, it's because yeah. they don't have the superstar names. Yeah. Yeah. And, there's, but, no, there's no real... Like, I can't picture... Busquets being in Barcelona wanting to go to Spurs to play with Harry Kane yeah. it do, that doesn't really like make sense yeah, and there I think it was when who moved out of Spurs that recently when Kyle Walker yeah. went to City. City I think what happened was is someone said to him that he was like man you can't pay 80 grand a week to pay right back for Spurs you, West Ham or Man City are going to pay 150 grand to do the same job and then I think when Danny Rose saw that, that's what there was a problem with Danny Rose because Danny Rose was like, "What? You're getting 150 grand to do the same play the same position yeah. and win the league?" Yeah, and I, I think that's just basically what happened. Spurs just don't seem to be playing their players what the other top five are playing their players, and it's probably the reason Spurs have done so well because they've been so competitive. They're probably the best team in in terms of financial sense the way they handle their business. Like Dan Levy seems to be a financial wizard there. Yeah, if you look at it the, the way their their midfielders would probably be on maximum hundred grand. Yeah. That's pushing it. Ericsson's probably like Ericsson, Deli Ali are probably on hundred grand because I think they've signed new yeah. deals recently. Well, Ericsson's yeah. probably one of the best midfielders in the league over the last three years. Yeah, and then you look at the likes of Paul Pogba, who's on about two hundred fifty grand a week. Yeah, and has when Spurs played them him off the park. Yeah, when he, they played. He, he's definitely not played better than Ericsson in over five games. No. Do you, I actually, I'm looking at it now. I think that Pogba is spending too much time trying to become more of a celebrity yeah. rather than a professional footballer. Yeah, I think that's another thing. You look at, just say you're a Spurs fan, right? Mm-hmm. Take Harry Kane out of the equation. Yeah. Right? Whose name would you get in the back of your jersey? No one. You, Ericsson. Yeah, but like, it's not like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. As in like, Eric Dyer is probably just as like yeah. He's there like or, Michael Carrick. Yeah, you know, or like yeah. Deli Alley. Alder Varials. You know what I mean? None of their players sort of... They don't have any sexy players. I think that's it. None of their players are like, oh, what sexy. What do you mean? Son is gorgeous, man. <laughs> I don't mean actually in terms of looks, but it's more so in like name Silky recognition. Step as, over in, as in like Bar Harry Kane. Yeah, Lamella. Like, they have Lamella. But yeah, but I don't mean in like terms of fast you pay us. I mean as in like Real Madrid aren't like being like Bar Harry Kane being like, give me that fella. They're yeah. not like, give me Ericsson or give me Son or give me Wanyama. What, what if Kane was called Kane Aldo? Would Real Madrid no, be straight in for? I think I think once he's he's done the Gareth Bale, Kane has as in like he's just done two seasons in a row where yeah, he's just yeah. by far Proved one of the best it. players in the league. It's like right, he's brilliant, yeah. and there's no there's no for ages. I was looking at Kane. Can't believe Harry Kane like, couldn't get his name for Norwich, couldn't get his game for Leicester. Like, what happened to him that he was like? By the way, lads, I'm actually the best. I'll tell it. Yeah. So he just started banging the goals in in the Europa League. Yeah, behind the scenes, and then moved up. Yeah, he he's just. Definition of hard work anyway. Yeah. Great, great physique for a long striker as well. Yeah, he's like sort of big but not too big that he's and slow. he's hungry. Yeah. That's the thing, he loves the sport. I, I feel like Deli Ali sort of got a touch of Pogba into him. And yeah. It, it, to being Pogba and Lingard, he's like, might as well be like doing the dabs on the pitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now his performances on the pitch have suffered. And yeah. he's, almost, he's almost become quote unquote a bit more of a scumbag. Like yeah. stamping on people and sort of yeah, but I also don't think he's the first time in the team sheet anymore yeah. either. I, I don't like think he, he is in, a scumbag, but I think yeah. he's just doing more dirtier stuff where he was known as the player who sort of got fouled a lot and yeah. then he got up and then rose above it and scored. 
Yeah, I think I, I look at their like sort of three behind Kane and I'm thinking like Son, Ericsson and like Lucas might come in and like kick him out of the team. Yeah. Harsh to say, but Deli Ali I don't think for me has been standout for Spurs no, all no, the season no. compared to what he was last season. When you look when you look at the Spurs team, you look at players and you can tell there's hard work and then dedication put yeah. into that. It's not Rob a Floyd Mayweather quote, but like Harry Kane, team player, just you can smell yeah. it off him. Yeah. Uh Christian Eriksen just seems to be able to do it we'll do it for all yeah. of them. We even saw that for again for Denmark. Yeah. Uh who else? Wanyama is just a workhorse and always been out most of the season. But uh like for Tongan and Alderville just looked like they put it all out there. Larry seems like a team player yeah. as well. I'm missing someone in that midfield. Son, yeah, like looks so selfless. I look at Son and go, he's probably on sixty grand a week, and like he's probably first to show up for training and last to leave. Yeah. And then I like, compare, like their team performance against Man United was so one sided. Yeah, it, you'd swear if if you were an alien and came down and saw who was actually the better, who were the, who were the world stars, you'd be Spurs. But then you look at United, whereas Pope is this team is basically being created around him, and he just doesn't seem like I know we went unbeaten for a while, but. He, well he went unbeaten for a while because he got suspended against yeah. City but he hasn't really put in this world class performances that his hairstyle almost is like he yeah. puts in more world class performances in the barbers than he does in the pitch yeah I just look at it and I'm waiting for Manchester United to become Paul Pogba's team and just hasn't uh, I'm sitting yeah. there going where's the Man United who I'm going to watch every week and be like oh we're definitely going to win you could almost argue as well that Fellaini when Fellaini was this, the focal point for United's team had put in more better performances than yeah. Paul Pogba has Better and I mean I mean like going by like doing his best like Flaney yeah. for as shit as he is on the ground he's brilliant in the air and he always takes it down yeah. and then nudges people off and he's like a very big help for out bullying teams but Paul Pogba you never really see him getting the ball and knocking it on unless we're one or two nil up yeah. you never see him really grabbing the ball by the by the by the balls I always have my wish like you know at some stage went but Roy Flaney out at centre half and <laughs> <laughs> just be like brilliant I don't know it, it's just. Crazy to think that Spurs are such like a well-rounded team. Like all their players are in round same quality, and then they have this superstar up front, yeah. and like that works. Yeah. Then what's what are you not lacking? Because they also have that quote-unquote superstar up front, Lukaku, who is the biggest monster in the league and doesn't score against the top teams. Yeah, well, sometimes I look United and think the gel isn't there. If you know what I mean, there's that fluidity isn't there. Sometimes it is there, but other times I look at like Maris Pogba. They probably not played more than twenty games together realistically. Then you have Alexis Sanchez who's just like thrown in up there. <laughs> Lukaku's up top and like that like sort of see Spurs, what Spurs have is they have their starting eleven and like the sort of four subs who come on all the time or yeah. the ins out. Yeah. And that's the team every week. You know like the centre halves, Rojo, Bay Bay, um Small and Jones, they're top and change all the time. Like Shaw, Rojo, Blind and Young have all played left back this season. You know, Valencia's like yeah. stable at right back. Um, McTominay's coming in and he's actually does a very good job so I don't like saying negative about him but like if he comes into the squad and starts ahead of Pogba when him and Manish are both available like... Um, what's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then... What's gone wrong? Yeah, and then you have Lukaku but the top three you have Sanchez in now you have Rashford you have Marshall you have Mata Mkhitaryan was there earlier in the year you know what I mean there's not that continuity United is not hasn't hasn't been like found and yeah. I feel like Mourinho still doesn't know what his best 11 is and what's the 11 that works best and I feel like Ferguson almost like he knew his best 11 but then like when we played a team like Arsenal Nani and Park always stood out against Arsenal and he'd always put them on yeah, yeah, and they'd yeah. always get the job done yeah, against, and against Young Spurs. always played well against Arsenal as well and I felt like Ferguson 
knew what his best team was against the opposition. Yeah. As opposed to, I almost feel like Mourinho puts out his best team to not lose to an opposition. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to Ferguson was putting out his best opposition to beat that opposition. Well, then, what, what would you, if you, like, what should Mourinho do? Because he, he can't basically hand the keys over to Old Trafford to Paul Pogba. No. Because Paul Pogba actually hasn't deserved it. No. Like, whereas last year it was Ibrahimovic's team. It's sort of it's sort of tough to do. I feel, I feel like the confidence you know is quite low at the moment as well, and the fact that you the, the fact that two points off them now. Yeah, and the fact that Lukaku hasn't scored over fifteen goals this season is shocking. Yeah, he's on twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's on twelve. It's shocking. It's although he's the fifth top goal scorer in the league, but he scored half the goals Harry Kane scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sterling um, scored more goals. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like he hasn't gotten the game time either. Yeah. So yeah, um, I just feel. Whatever way they're providing him the opportunity to score, it's not enough. Although I do feel like you know he created a lot less chances than those other teams. Like Liverpool look like they score goals for fun against teams. Um, realistically, if Spurs scored fifty goals a season, like Harry Kane's probably scored half. Yeah, but what, what, the thing is, would you also swap the Liverpool away for the United way? Because Liverpool also are fucking garbage at the back. I, I, I know. I, yeah, I, I, like, I feel. I can't watch United because can see, can see, can see. Because first of all, yeah. they don't. But if you had to add that in on top of what we were watching, you, like, what are you meant to do? Get get Brendan Rodgers in, you know? I I just feel like Liverpool threw money at their defense this year. It just didn't work, and they did. Sometimes you just have to accept things don't work. And I think Mourinho did that against Newcastle. He took Pogba off for footballing reasons as opposed to yeah. injury. Whether that was wrong or right, that's up to you know your your own individual opinion side. But I look at Liverpool and like they have glaring holes in their defence and they got 140 million for Coutinho. And the ball off on Dyke. Like, how have they not bought a new goalkeeper? Like, clearly Mingale and Carrius aren't up to the job. No. Like, Lovren has just been an absolute flop. Moreno's dreadful. I'm just like, was not boy like a new left back, boy a centre half, and then boy a new goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, yeah, I understand that you have financial things that you have to stay with him, but if you want to compete at the top, you have to get those positions right. So, uh, I feel like with Man United, yeah, they're not actually doing great in terms of the league yet, they're second, but their performance has been dreadful. But I feel like Mourinho is doing the right things and getting the players in where we need them right. It's not. Complete working as a cohesive unit at the moment, but the ingredients are there to make the cake. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh no, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah as yeah. opposed to with Liverpool, it's like you have the icing and you have, but you don't have the sponge as the base layer. Yeah. So that's the way I look at it in terms of Man United, and then there's no even point talking about Chelsea because who knows what's going on there? Yeah, and yeah. Arsenal after being dropped out of the top four race now. Yeah. So that's the way it is. I know we're talking about top goal scorer, so I suppose we should sort of finish off. What we were saying about that. Um, I'm gonna go for Harry Kane. Yeah, I, I think it's without doubt. And uh, do you think Aguero will pip Salah? I feel like he won't, just due to the fact that I feel uh, like Salah's gonna score twenty seven goals this year. Yeah, I think Salah's gonna score another five. Yeah, I don't. What's he on again? Twenty two. Okay, he just it just seems to all happen for him, and he cre- yeah. as in like he creates it himself. Yeah, he's ma- ma- oh massively wrong on him. Yeah. This season, but uh, yeah, if, if you told me at the start of the season that Mohamed Salah could be player of the year this year, I don't think I would have believed yeah. it. Yeah, um, what about the predictions for the player of the year then? For me, look, Man City have just walked this league, and for me, I think Kevin De Bruyne is the most instrumental player yeah. in that happened. And for me, it's just him, I think he's got the most assists this season, and he's a, he's a game changer. 
So you're basing that on who actually wins the league? Because imagine, well, well yeah, well, yeah, City well, have to leave one. He's, he's going to win the league, and he in fairness, he put out stadium performances. If it, I can see it going to Harry Kane, because there's always like going to be a mass English vote anyway. Yeah. And then you know what? One thing I will give a lot of credit to for is. Mohamed Salah is from Egypt. Yeah. And Egypt are not known for playing football whatsoever. What do you mean, Mido? <laughs> Middlesbrough's finest. Yeah, and Spurs. Oh, I don't think he actually scored for Spurs. No, no, I'm joking. Uh, but, look, Mohamed Salah, M- one absolute standout D- of the year. The Egyptian Noah Quinn. <laughs> well put together. But, uh, yeah, great, uh, just great player and just phenomenal and, I think we're both happy to admit we were wrong about him at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I don't think he ever said he was going to be muck, but like I don't think we... We're basically saying Mkhitaryan is better than him. He's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very energised. Mm. Uh, okay, so we're going to... There's <laughs> the Champions League on this week. Yeah. We might as well look at all the fixtures. Yeah, we will. Because half the fixtures get played this week and the next half get played next week. So on Tuesday, Basel are taking on Man City. I feel like Man City are going to wrap up the tie in the first leg. Yeah, they, yeah I feel they, like they'll win like 3 0. Then Juventus is taking on Spurs. I think Diabal is out for Juventus, which is I think is crucial for them. And I think Oliver is going to be fit back for this game. But if I it's have in, to decide, it's, in, it's, in, uh, it's in, in Italy. Yeah, it's in Italy. Juventus has beat someone, I think, 7 or 9 0 there recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going I'm I'm to say a draw. Yeah, well. I was going to go draw as well. Yeah. yeah. And then I think Spurs will beat them back. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. I, I feel I feel there'll be a bit of dramatics to that over those two legs. I feel it'll be very tight. It'll be very cup football. And one thing I will say is that Juventus aren't going to get hammered anyway. Yeah. This is a big game yeah. for Harry Kane as well. Yeah. Like just, this oh, is a chance to show him the Champions League yeah. stage. Yeah, I'm very interested to see how far he can push himself because he's doing a, a great job in the Premier League. Also, against Juventus, he could be playing against a better defence than he's played all season. Yeah. Although they're a year older as well, and Italy are dealing with the Euros as well. I know, yeah, but. Oh, up. No, no, uh, yeah, I get but, you. yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, Chiellini, I think they have your man Howdays, who was playing for Schalke. Your man Rugani's a young defender. Like, it's just a fun and goal. It's yeah. just this, like, it's world class defence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regardless whether they're a year older or not. He was definitely growing up defense. playing against them players on FIFA anyway. Yeah. Uh, then on Wednesday, Porto are taking on Liverpool. I feel like Liverpool are just yeah. going to win. I feel I like yeah. they're, they're, they're too hot at the moment. Porto just aren't the team they used to be, I don't think. Yeah. And then a big, big game, Real Madrid are taking on PSG. No, I think Real Madrid are going to get the job done here. I feel like Zidane... <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Zidane has to uh, make sure that this Real Madrid side gets the win here. This, this is what their season's left to bank on. Because they're, what, fourth or third in the league. So oh, therefore, I feel like they're going to get the job. And I feel like PSG... What do you feel like? Uh, uh, there's something about PSG that... If they played the Champions League after the group stage, if there wasn't such a delay, I feel that it would have been much higher on PSG. But the fact that there is that delay and the calibre of teams PSG play are not as good as the calibre of teams Real Madrid play. Therefore, the because there was that extended break, Real Madrid have been playing better teams, so they're used to playing the higher calibre of football. I suppose PSG were going out and beating teams 9-0. I still think PSG are going to win this. Over the two legs, definitely, but... The big game is the first game because it's in the burnabout. Yeah. And they have, like, if it finishes 3 2 to Look, yeah, but Madrid, it's, that, the two away goals. Yeah, but to counteract your argument, right? PSG have been just beating everyone, blah, and they've been focused on this game. This is the same. Remember, Bilic was talking a while ago how Croatia were fo- solely focused on England. Yeah. And then all the English teams were sort of beating each other, and then they were like, oh shit, Croatia, oh shit, we lost. 
like I think PSG were, were like right the big game is coming up in a few weeks against Real Madrid let's focus on that that's why I think this is the game that alright well question for you on this game because you might as well talk about this game because it's definitely the biggest game of the weekend um, Di Ronaldo, Ronaldo versus Neymar Di Maria scored a hat-trick there what last week Okay. PSG did you reckon he should start ahead of Mbappe no he scored a hat-trick during the week against him well, it doesn't matter but he knows Real Madrid as well he used to play there Mbappe on the bench no, but Mbappe's been absolutely lethal for him. Like. Well, I think he's been the worst of the front three out of Neymar and Cavani. Yeah, but behind Neymar and Cavani, though. Yeah, but Di Maria scored a hat trick of the week. He used to play against Real Madrid. I'm not, say, I'm not saying Di Maria is a better player than Mbappe, or Mbappe is a better player than... I think uh, Di Maria's biggest Di Maria. flaw is that he doesn't show up in the... In, like, he, he shied away as the bigger games got bigger. I know he won them in the Champions League, yeah. then went to United and just turned crap. And then got that move to PSG, but PSG was still building. Like, they hadn't even got Draxler yet, you know? Yeah, in fairness, it's, it's quite... In fairness, I understand what you mean. Five goals, yeah, or the hat-trick against who when, you know, really see the French League... You just said it was crap. Yeah, but, like, I, I wasn't saying it was, he, he, he scored them against Marseille. I'm just saying yeah, that... Was Mbappe playing as well? I'm actually not too sure. But... Look, yeah, but Mbappe looks unbelievable there, man. He, he's although, so selfless. Although I haven't heard much about him in the last few weeks since the last Champions League fixtures. Alright. That's just well, that's just my personal opinion. I, 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 I'm just. Uh, I still feel like yes, as good as Mbappe is, there's still a touch of like unknown quantity about him. Still, as in, yes, he did a very good job in Monaco in the last year in the Champions League, but someone like Marcelo could just play him off the park. You know, very experienced defender played against. Didn't he not score a couple of goals against Real Madrid as well a couple of years ago in the last um, year in Champions League? I'm actually he's just so fearless. That, that's that, that's his thing. Like you swear he was had already won the Champions League before. Yeah. That's no, 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 no. Oh, I think Mbappe is brilliant. I just think. Yeah. Put it this way, what's the name of that manager? Unai Imre. Is that his name? Uh, Emre. Yeah. yeah. He has selection Uno problems. Yeah. yeah, he has selection problems, which is a good headache to have. I think Real um, Madrid would rather those problems. Oh yeah, oh, I feel like Real Madrid don't know what their best eleven is okay. at the moment as well. You see, the thing is that all right. Overall, this overall, is, overall, is think, yeah. But do you know what the funny thing is? Remember PSG destroyed Barcelona, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna go through," and yeah. they threw it all away. But I think they over, I think over the two legs, they'll probably they also try and transform Munich as well. But then came back and lost Bayern Munich in the last in the last game. I know, yeah. So. Like, if PSG play the best football they can possibly play, they're probably the best team in the Champions League. But they're coming up against the most experienced Champions League team they can play. Yeah, in the last two years, three yeah. years. Yeah. So, for me personally... Imagine I think, it was just a draw. Nil for me draw. personally, I think Real Madrid are going to win the burnabout. I just feel like they will. They, If there's one team that ever felt like they have the divine right to win at home in the Champions League, it's Real Madrid. I know, I think PSG are going to win. I can just see Neymar going to beat them in the burnabout. Well, I wouldn't be surprised Real Madrid haven't been amazing, man. Yeah, but Champions League, man, is their forte. They've won the last two years in a row. And this is all they have left in the season. There's no way they're catching Barcelona in the league. I don't know. I think we'll just agree to disagree and move on, really. Like, all right, like, fair like, enough. Like, like, <laughs> the podcast will be called PSG vs. Real Madrid. And Rob Lipton. Okay. <laughs> all right, there's Europa League on this week as yeah. well. Uh, Austin. Austin. <laughs> Here, go on. Tell us, tell us who Arsenal are playing there, quick. Austin's away. <laughs> Does Arsenal Arsenal have to win that? Otherwise, Arsenal fan TV we have a stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching that after. It's yeah, so uh, only when they lose though. Yeah. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I could be Arsenal watching yeah. when they win. I remember the beat United one time and I watched it. I was like, oh my god, I hate it. They were so smug about it. 
<laughs> like me about PSG winning yeah. away in the Premier Look, that, I'm, I'm interested to see how that Europa League plays out because you have like Arsenal, Dortmund, Atletico Madrid, and then one or two other like sort of semi decent European team. AC Milan, AC Milan, Nice. I'm not Marseille are in there. What about Celtic? The hoops. They're actually playing someone half decent, aren't they? Yeah, Zenit. Yeah, they might not win. The Lazio, they have a Mobley doing well, and then Napoli, Napoli are playing Red Bull, Leipzig. So. They're not bad either, yeah. Yeah, so there's some good toys in the Europa League if you're stuck for something to do on Thursday night. <laughs> Round of 32. If you're not listening yeah. to our podcast, watch that. Uh, then, there's also FA Cup back this week. Uh, it kicks off on Friday at 7.45. Leicester City taking off Sheffield United. Leicester City win. Leicester win. And then Chelsea against Hull. Yeah, Chelsea reserves will be able to be Hull. Yeah, they're, aren't they all over yeah. shop? Uh, then on Saturday, um, United, uh, well, Sheffield Wednesday are taking on Swansea. Yeah, I think Swansea are going to win. Your man Carvalho seems to man, be he's doing really. I remember uh, I'm I, going to that game shitting it now. You know, it's Swansea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to this game. Uh, no, I, I thought. I remember he's he signed. We were like, who is that guy? And now he's just running amok. Oh, actually, I meant to say this to you earlier. Um, if you know you win the rest of their Premier League games and City win the rest of their Premier League games up until you know to play City, if City get a draw at all in in the Etihad against Man United, they win the league there. Perfect. For them. Yeah, no, isn't it? Isn't yeah, that's just dreadful, isn't it? <laughs> or if they win the Rapid the League before then, you know they'll have to give them a guard of honour in the Oh in the my Etihad. god. I can't believe it when, when we found out we lost Newcastle and I found that out, I was like, lads, how did you lose that game? They obviously didn't know either. Yeah. Those predicaments don't come into your brain. No. But they need to be told now that they don't lose any more games. Yeah, yeah. Tweet them. Yeah. Um give us quick fire here, will you? Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday versus Swansea. Swansea. Swansea Brighton versus Coventry Brighton Brighton West Brom versus Southampton West Brom <laughs> West Brom and then Huddersfield a half five against Man United Man United Man United yeah. Huddersfield were garbage against us weren't they I oh, know yeah they just kept him fouling Sanchez just kept <laughs> kicking him <laughs> then, uh, then on Super Sunday 4 o'clock Rochdale versus Spurs, Spurs. Rochdale and then Super Monday Wigan 7.55 versus Man City Man City 8-0 <laughs> well that's sort of wraps up the football oh, bar, bar, by the way sorry we wanted to give uh, we wanted to say that Liam Miller actually passed away this week Yeah, uh, that's actually unbelievable here because he's only 36 which is uh, got a cancer poor fella unbelievable man yeah I, I couldn't believe he's only 36 as well uh, yeah. Celtic Man United and Ireland legend um, also Wes Hewland retired from Irish football as well there's a sort of like passing notes it's not a great way to uh, end the podcast on downer but you know, I mean you have to pay homage to uh, people who you Sort of support, support along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Chelsea B's West Brom 3 0 as well. Oh, the live update. Who scored? Hazard got two. And yeah. Moses. And who scored last one? Moses. Oh, Moses. Right. <laughs> the parting of the Energy podcast by Moses. So, guys, um, thanks for listening to the show. Um, yeah. Here, I, think we should say, I think we should say something about that Rob Lipsy thing because that was sort of like. That was a bit of a rant. And I don't know if, 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 if we're going to close off. Well, I just think fair play to him. He's after creating yeah. a massive brand and he did a great job. Had 500 people show up to see him and the other Jimmy influencers. Yeah. So, absolutely fair play to him. And we're, smashing out the park. What we were getting at was the basically hopefully encourage more people to try and reach that level. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. There, was, there was no negative aspect yeah. to it at all. No, I didn't think so either. No. Um, that's just the way it was. And fair play to him for growing his brand. And if you ever want to grow your own brand, he's a perfect example to follow up. So guys, uh, thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed the show and listen the whole way to the very end, which I hope most of you do, uh, just tell a friend about it. Um, let us know about it. I know we forgot to say if yeah. you like it, screenshot it, but yeah. we can say that in the Instagram story, so it's fine. 
Don't okay, worry yeah. about it, Barry. I'll do it. I knew we forgot something at the beginning. Yeah. It's grand. Yeah. So, guys, as always, stay energized.